Greer is putting the ball on a play. Boston, the greatest sports town in America. Some of the biggest moments in sports history have happened right here in the hub. Welcome into the program. That montage you just heard, you heard for the first time 10 years ago, today, at this hour. And 10 years later, Sports Hub is back at it, and we're celebrating our 10-year anniversary with you commercial-free. As you may know, special day for us here at the station, so no commercials for the next three hours. Got some special things in store for you. Basically, uh, over the next uh, three commercial-free hours and four hours on this show, we're going to relive some of the great moments in Boston sports, great and bad moments in Boston sports the last 10 years and some station highlights and lowlights, show station highlights and lowlights uh, over the next uh, three hours in course of this program. That's what's in store for today. Today's special day is brought to you by Aaron's, the king of snow. Buy your Aaron's snow thrower this tax-free weekend, and this hour of the program is brought to you by Milton's, the store for men. Buy one, get one free suit sale is going on right now. Imagine buying one suit and getting another one for free. I think I read this one 10 years ago. Suits from $2.99 to $5.99. Milton's, the store for men. South Shore Plaza, Braintree, Chestnut Hill Square, Chestnut Hill, and at Milton's.com. We come to you from our Town Fair Tire Studios in Dorchester, alongside Big Jim Murray, Matt McCarthy, and Mark the Beetle Bertrand, who was sitting next to me 10 years ago at this moment when we launched the station. Isn't that right, Beetle? 10 years. Yeah, so, I was here. That was you right there. 10 years ago. I can't believe it's been 10 years already. And it doesn't it, feel like it was 10 years ago. It was ago. a different Beetle, too, with glasses. Yeah. Yeah, well, thank you, Boston Laser. Another <laughs> longtime sponsor and client here at 98.5 The Sports Hub. Thank you. Well, so uh, it was Beetle, Maz, and I. And Maz, again, has chosen to celebrate the big day, our 10-year anniversary, by flying to Seattle. 
So maybe he joins us from Seattle. Maybe he doesn't. But uh, Beetle, just you know, I thought you should uh, obviously appropriate for you to be here ten years later as we launched. And so I'll just you know get a few, few quick takes from you. Uh, and one is you know Boston sports in the ten years since, and and then the station in the ten years. But on Boston sports, I looked this up today. When we launched, Boston was in the middle of one of the greatest championship runs in the history of sports, maybe the greatest championship run in the history of sports. And when we came on, you said, can they keep it going at least just a little bit? And when you look at the, the numbers and the results, not only do they keep it going, this, these 10 years were better than the previous 10 years. Yep. Did you ever think you'd see that? Nope. No, I didn't think that. I remember that the Celtics were obviously coming off and were right in the middle, we thought, of what would be continuing their run. We thought the Celtics were going to have another championship in them with their current group. And they got there. And it didn't happen. And so if you were placing a bet in 2009 on who was going to win one, the Bruins or the Celtics, we had the Bruins. It wouldn't have been the Bruins. It would have been the Celtics. I mean, so that was... Well, I mean, when you think of it... That was a surprise, right? The way that went. So the Celtics were in the middle of it, but the Sox had just come down. The Pats were in the middle of a drought, you know, ish for them. Ish, yeah. And the Bruins weren't even really on the radar. The Bruins were not on the radar. The Celtics were right in the thick of it. The Red Sox were sort of always expected to be good and were in the middle of it. And the Patriots were always expected to be good, but were still in that sort of drought period. But we were hoping that it would get extended and then they were, you know, going to get back in that in that fold. We didn't expect anyone to be bad, though. Right. Did we? Well, um, the Bruins, you didn't know. The Bruins, you didn't know. But nobody was no, dreadful. I mean, you're right. No you're one, right. No one you're was right. expected to be dreadful. But that period from 2000 to 2009, we launched August 13, 2009. Uh, from the previous decade, 2000 to 2009, that point, the city had won, uh, you know, in that period, they had won five championships. Okay. Uh, it's actually six championships. They had won six championships, three from the Patriots, the Celtics title, and the two red, and the two, um, so I've miscounted already. Good God, there's so many you miscount. Never do do math. 2007, they won. The Red Sox won the World Series. And then 2008, they'd been back to the ALCS. and It was a game seven. Right. And they were back at it in 09. No, but I'm saying the the Sox won in 04 and 07. That's two. uh, So it was six titles. They had six titles, seven trips to the finals, 11 conference finals. In the 10 years since, you have six titles, 11 trips to the finals, and 17 trips to the conference finals. 17. Sort of a better run. 17 trips to the conference finals. In the last decade, you know, highlighted by the fact the Pats have been to eight straight conference championships. We came on in 09. They lost that wild card game to the Ravens in 09. They lost the home divisional game to the Jets in 2010. And every year since, they've gone at least to the conference final. It's been a good run. Which is insane. Thank you. Uh, did you realize on top of the, <laughs> did you realize in that time the Celtics have also made the conference finals five times? Yeah, I know. It doesn't feel that way. It though. doesn't feel that way. It doesn't way. feel that way at all. But they sure have. They made the NBA Finals in 2010. They challenged the Heat in the Finals that LeBron year. What was that, 12 or 13 that year? And then they went three straight against Cleveland. Lost them four once, five the other time. It took them to seven. They have five conference finals. So they've had 17 conference finals. But you can get to the conference finals in the NBA. Don't ruin the, don't ruin the stat with facts. Yeah, but don't ruin the stat with facts. And not be that close. In the last 10 years, 17 <laughs> conference finals. So uh, it's been uh, an amazing run for the city. Joining us now on the Volkswagen Dealer Expert Hotline is the co-host of Felger and Maserati, <laughs> live from Seattle. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for the anniversary, Maz. How you doing? And his phone doesn't Bad work. Anniversary oh. gift was? I, I was hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on one second. Your, your thing wasn't uh, queued up, so start over. What's up, Maz? I said, I said I looked up what the 10th anniversary gift was, So you know, because I was going to get you a gift. And then I saw that it was a kick in the ass. So you know what? I'm going to give you the kick in the ass when I get back. How'd you get a day off? What do you mean, how did I get a how day off? How do you get a day off for the most, impor- the most important day on the station in 10 years? And the boss let well, you this, off? This particular trip was booked a long time ago, I'll have you know. Okay, yeah, famous uh-huh. last words. How about your thoughts on the last 10 years in Boston, Mass? So, look, I just heard you guys talking about it. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Halfway through it, we thought it was the greatest run like ever. We never, ever, I don't think anybody could have predicted that it would go on another 10 years. So, like, look, we've been right place, right time. I really believe that. It's been unbelievable. Like, how could you possibly say anything but? So, how do you, where do you think you'd be 10 years ago when we started, you, me, and Beetle, 10 years ago, this very moment, where do you think we'd be 10 years later? 
So, look, I, Mike, I thought we had a chance to succeed. I mean, I don't think any of us would have done it if we didn't think it could work. So I think we thought it could work. Did, it, did I think or could I have predicted that it would work the way it had? No way. Not in a million years. And I, I, I thought, you know, if you had said to me, where will we be in 10 years? My answer would have been, hell if I know. I don't know. I hope we're still on the air. I hope it works and it catches on. But I... But to, to have it unfold the way it unfolded, how can any of us have known that? All right, Matt. Thanks for checking in. Happy anniversary. Enjoy your vacation. Hey, listen, you guys too. All right, we'll see you when I get back. Okay, Matt. Take it easy. Beetle, same question with you. Where did you think you were going to be 10 years ago? Uh, I, I, I don't think that I could have thought 10 years ahead, and I don't think I was thinking 10 years ahead at the time. So to say that I was would have been a lie. But I think that, you know, what I always say is we could have done everything right. We could have had all the people here working hard, doing everything that we were doing, you know, trying to do this right. And, and we've had that, right? We've had a great group of people, everyone really working hard, trying to put their best foot forward, put the station together, have it all go right, put together good shows, great content, all that. We could have done all that and been a failure. We could have. All of that could have happened and we could have fell flat on our face and sucked and been just, you know, another sports station that tried in Boston and failed. We, we did all the hard work and then we also got sort of some of those breaks along the way and some of those things are the the Bruins in 2011 and the Patriots going to eight straight conference you know championship games and getting back to the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl and the Red Sox falling apart and John Henry wanting to walk through the front door and there's just all these sort of things that just sort of collided all at the right points in time that sort of just gave us, you know, a little bit of boost, you know. So the market itself is what sort of helped us along the way and all the great crap that happens in this town and all the success that came with it. Right. I, I think, you know, made it all work. For sure. Right place, right time. So Beetle was yeah. the update guy on the Felger Mass show till when? What was your last year? Your last day? Uh, it would have been January of 2015. January 2015. Yeah. And so uh, that's when uh, Big Jim Murray took over here. In February 15, yep. Uh, and then we had a producer early, and shout out to Be Real, who helped launch us and get us started. Uh, and it d- didn't work out with Be Real. Uh, when did you start, Jimmy Stewart? March 23rd, 2011. 2011. So I, we've had, you know, two, we've been here for 10 years. I mean, you talk about the whole breadth of the entire show. There's been one change, you know, on air uh, with Beetle to Murray, and one change there, producer wise, Billy Lanny was been in a spot since day one and we went to be real to, to Stewart and uh, from uh, beetle to uh, big jim murray and that's basically it otherwise it's been the same thing for 10 years and in 10 years in, in radio ten. no matter what the format is it may as well be a hundred <laughs> like this it's pretty impressive what the, what's happened here at the station so but again it, it all starts with the teams and the uh and, and the run that they've been on beetle before we let you go what do you think you're most known for during your time with felgram as to me there's two things What's what's the other one? I know what number one is. I'm, no, no. I mean, I'll give you number one. I'll, I'll, I'll give them to you in order. Okay. One is you arguing with us about Deflategate during Deflategate. You really think that's that memorable? Oh, I think people value you for that. It yes. is. I think really? Still, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It may be how you've gotten jobs, Mark. <laughs> but, I, but I think, but wait, wait. At the end of the day, I think they did it. Well, yeah, I know you do. I know. I know. Like, wait, wait, what? No, but you stood up to us at the time. Right. Uh, which people wanted to hear. So I, I think that's number one. I think that's for sure number one. And, of course, number two, I think we all agree what number two is. Uh, it's got to be Manti Teo. Okay, so, you know. <laughs> People love for some reason. So on that note, we're going to mix in thoughts. We're going to really hit on the last 10 years in Boston sports, mixing in some show highlights. But since Beatles Hill, we'll start with that. Beatle, thanks for coming by. We appreciate it. All right, bud. The great conversation. Remember Manti Teo being catfished? Yeah. When we find out he had a boy friend uh, a, a girlfriend that really was a Lene boy Kukuka, and he was I think being Lene Kakua yeah how do you you good remember job, Murray. you remember the actual dude's name yeah cuz i was doing sports radio well, in atlanta and it, I, he didn't think it was a dude i needed things to talk about this was a lot of content for me down south okay so manti <laughs> oh, they probably right we're all over this story down there manti <laughs> Taylor wanted everyone to know which side of the uh, fence uh, he swang from uh, in this and this is beatles one of beatles shining moments beatles thanks for coming by we appreciate it all right, guys. again there's no commercials for the next 3 hours you this little bit will come right back. You no, know, Katie, it's not me. I have man in my name, Manti Teo. Don't you remember that, Katie? I'm a man, strong, strong man. Many leather-bound books, library. 
come over my house sometime. Hope you enjoy the sweet smell of mahogany. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I enjoy sex with women, Katie. How, fu- how dare you ask me that question? No! Katie, you are funny. <laughs> That's what it was like. No, 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 His voice (laughs) drops a couple octaves. Far from it. Far from it. Far from it, Katie. (laughs) How did it really go again? Are you gay? (laughs) No. (laughs) Far from it. Far from it. Far from it. (laughs) (laughs) Very far. (laughs) Katie. (laughs) No. You come over, we'll have a glass of scotch together. Show you how to put some hair on your chest, Katie. It's, it's that second far. Uh, far uh, from that. <laughs> See how long I can enunciate those words, Katie? That's because I have an Adam's apple of a man. A man, Katie. <laughs> All right, so there you go. There was Beetle and Manti Tay on that Katie Kirk uh, interview, a highlight uh, of the show over the last 10 years, and we mix it in show highlights and lowlights over the last 10 years in with discussing the city and the sports over the last 10 years, which have been, again, absolutely through the roof since we've come on the air again. A gift, one gift after another. Really. Oh, since we've come on the air. This is just since we've come on the air. The teams have won six titles. They've been to 11 finals. And they've been to 17 conference finals. 17 conference finals. The Pats have been to three conference finals. The Bruins have been to, uh, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, three conference finals. The Sox have been to two ALCSs, and the Celts have been to five conference finals. I know it's hard to count some of those when you're getting swept by LeBron, but so be it. But they happened. You had content all the way into May or whatever that time was for those teams. Uh, and the six championships, three for the Patriots, one for the Bruins, two for the Red Sox. The Celts have not broken through in the last 10 years since uh, we've come on the air. 11 trips to the finals, though. 11 trips to the finals. Five Super Bowls for the Pats. Three Stanley Cup finals for the Bruins. Two World Series for the Red Sox. And that one final for the Celts in 2010. Again, this is just since we came on the air. Now, that's better results than what happened the previous 10 years. So talk about lucky for a sports station to come on in the middle of that run and then have the next 10 years not only match it, but actually be better. So let me ask you, we got Matt McCarthy and Big Jim Murray here alongside again in our Town Fair Tire Studios. What was your favorite title run the last 10 years? Again, just in our existence, your favorite title run, Murray? The 2014 Patriots. Because for me, and granted, I always kind of have a negative slant on things even before I started working with you guys. It felt to me at that time, going into that season, personally, like I had not given up, but it felt like the window didn't have much that much, that much open anymore in terms of you know the Brady-Belichick era. They make some, uh, obviously, some very bold moves, bring in Darrell Revis. Uh, but that year and that Super Bowl against that Seahawks defense, which is, to me, one of the best of the last 20 years, Brady's performance in that fourth quarter, down 10, 13-15, buck 24, two touchdowns, and then you get the Malcolm Butler play. I mean, it was that that game took years off my life, no doubt about that. But I I wouldn't want it any other way. Like that is Brady's masterpiece. That season was awesome. That 2014 Patriots because that was the one they needed to get another one. There was a lot of questions. You know, can they win another one at this point in Brady's career? And they they lost to the Giants twice. They have this other opportunity here. It's the Seahawks again. That great defense. And that game and that season were it, 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 my absolute favorite of the last 10 years. McCarthy? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It has to be the 2014 Patriots. Remember where the Patriots were when you guys went on the air. Tom Brady was coming off the torn ACL. There were questions as to whether they'd ever be able to recreate that magic from the early 2000s. Let's not forget, they had gone 10 years without winning a Super Bowl. And for them to you know come back and win it the way they did in that game, which I really think is the best game of the of the Patriots dynasty, really, or the two Patriots dynasties, however you want to look at it, for them to win it in that moment and not have Brady go three and three in Super Bowls and to finally win a Super Bowl after Spygate, because remember that was still lingering over their heads. Yep. You know, you could always say, well, they haven't won once in Spygate. That was the beginning of it all again for the Patriots. It has to be 2014. So again, this is important the way the question was phrased. Your favorite. I'm not telling you my answer is the most important because it's obviously not the most important. Uh, but my favorite was the Bruins. I'm a hockey right. guy. I'm a Bruins fan. I mean, what do you want? Like, that's just uh, that's just a personal question. And so my favorite title one was the Bruins, uh, especially because I never felt they were going to do it until the very, very end. Uh, the record will show 
and I'm sure we've lost the tape, but <laughs> after the Bruins lost game five, after they lost game five in Vancouver to go down three to two, that's when uh, Roberto Luongo came out after the thing and said, well, you've been pumping his tires the whole thing. No one's pumping my tires. And, and he's, he, you know, even in victory with the Canucks a game away from the Stanley Cup championship, he just copped this attitude. and It, it was, really showed you the mentality of him and the rest of that team and how soft they were, that that was a concern for him at that time. That's right. And, and that's when I said, uh, you know, like they were down 0-2 to Montreal in that first round. Oh, so, like, <laughs> you know, I never like, thought they were. I never thought right. they were a great team. I didn't believe in the coach. Uh, I didn't totally believe in the goalie as a championship goalie. And uh, so, I mean, never mind whether I thought they could do it or not. I mean, I, I didn't. But I'm a hockey guy, and I'm a Bruins fan. And so that, to me, my favorite would be the 2011 Bruins. Not the most important. If you phrased it a different way, the most important, it's obviously the Patriots to me because the Red Sox had already won by that point. And I think, and we'll get into this later, uh, the, you know, them winning post-Spygate, you know, as you sort of alluded to, you know, winning because uh, there was that thing, and people forget, that thing was sort of hanging over their head. You haven't won since they took the tapes away from you. Seven years. And then they, you know, had the, the, the flake gate on top of it. It was sort of... You kind of needed one there to sort of shut all that up. And so that was clearly the most important. But my favorite was the Bruins. Next question. What was your least favorite team? What was your least favorite team in the last 10 years? Um, so, again, you know, keeping in mind, like, it's football first for me. The, the 2010 Patriots. I thought they were a wagon. They were 14-2. and two. It's Brady a year after the injury or two years really removed from the injury. So he's back. He wins the MVP. They win eight straight to finish the year. They're completely stomping teams late like Pittsburgh. They embarrass the Jets on Monday night football. And then they get the divisional round. They get the bye and they lose to the Jets at home. Your least favorite team was the 2010 Patriots. That one cut deep, Mike. I know it doesn't. I know at this point, because they've since won titles, plural, and people have forgotten about it. That one, to me, that cut deep, that hurt. So that you're lost talking to the Jets. So you're talking team or game, but you're saying no, team. team. Okay, team. team. Because I looked at them as a wagon. They were so good towards the end. And I know you guys have talked about it at the time, just like listening to you guys, that you were talking about the lack of competition that they really faced and how they were blowing teams out. They didn't. They weren't in these close games the last like month, month and a half of that season. And so they weren't tested. They weren't ready for a game like that the second time around or the third time around with the Jets in that divisional game. Down 14-3 to three at halftime. Pat Chung screws up that fake punt. I left the stadium at, the, at halftime. I talked about it before. I don't care. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take out the shaming for this because I was about to get arrested because I was like blackout. <laughs> I was in like a blackout rage that they were going to lose to the Mark Sanchez, Rex Ryan Jets in the divisional okay. round after that season. That's interesting. I hate that year. Oh, the, I hate it. Your least favorite team, single most disappointing team the last 10 years, McCarthy. Oh, this one's easy. It's not even close. It's the 2011 Red Sox. I mean, so, that- so, so I... I I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Well, actually, there's one other team that could be close, and I'm guessing that might be the team that you go with. But the 2011 Red Sox changed the course of the franchise forever. I mean, you know, Theo Epstein, the greatest general manager in the history of the team, uh, leaves because he doesn't want to be a part of the mess. Uh, John Henry picks Larry Lucchino over him. They blow out the greatest manager in the history of the franchise. The chicken and beer thing, it completely changed the direction of the franchise. Now, granted, they've won two World Series ever since, but what happens if Theo sticks around? What happens if, you know, the clubhouse doesn't blow up? What happens if you don't have the Bob Holer piece? That team... And given the talent they had entering the season, hell, the Herald called them the best Red Sox team ever going into that year for them to collapse the way they did in September. And on a nightly basis, you were watching it, knowing that the collapse was happening. It wasn't like a week long thing or a one night thing. It was a month long thing. I don't know if I've ever seen anything like it in sports, that prolonged collapse. It has to be the 2011 Red Sox. Not even close. Okay, To me, there's two that stand above all else. And that is the 2011 Red Sox. And the 2018-19 yeah. Boston Celtics. Yeah. Wait, aren't yeah. those the two teams? I, mean, I, I wanted to vote for the Celtics, but again, I, that that 2010 Patriots team cut me deep. But there wasn't any. They weren't dysfunctional. They weren't. They actually, you know, got their mojo back. They traded Moss that year and sort of refound themselves. And they got stomped by Cleveland. Then they didn't lose a game the rest of the regular yes, season. Yes, and Gronkowski sort of emerged. That I think that was his rookie year. Yep. I don't know. That was a that was a fine team and a great season with a really bad night. I would not put them on par with the 2011 Red Sox. What a disgrace that outfit was. What a disgrace the 2011 Boston Red Sox were. And the Celtics just past year weren't quite there, but close-ish. You blow up an entire team because you're squabbling over whose team it is? Oh, God. Disgusting. 
those two teams on top of any other. I thought, uh, you know, if you want some honorable mention uh, teams, I think this Red Sox team oh, is. Oh, yeah, sure. Yep. <laughs> yes, yeah. Don't you think it's, it's rounding into Without form? Without question. Yeah. I think a couple of those Bruins teams yep. the last couple of years under Claude that couldn't even make the playoffs. Like the Mo- you got to be kidding. How me. about the Montreal year where they lost in the second round of Montreal? I mean, that was after winning the President's Trophy. That right was up. a monumental yep. disappointment. Okay. Uh, next question. What was your single favorite game? What was your single oh, favorite? And again, yeah. this is I'm not saying most important or biggest. I'm saying your personal most most favoritist <laughs> game the last ten years. Uh, it's easy. It's Super Bowl 51. It's the 28-3 comeback against the Atlanta Falcons. It's my first Super Bowl that I was lucky enough to be at because of having this job. I'm in the seats. And for most of that game, it was like, oh, this is so perfect. Of course, this is my first Super Bowl. I want to die. And I have to watch the Atlanta Falcons of all teams, who I used to have to cover. And, and, and ugh, just the worst working in Atlanta having to talk about that team. They're the ones that are going to beat the Patriots at my very first Super Bowl. And then it's the greatest, it's the greatest comeback in NFL history. In the biggest stage. McCarthy? Super Bowl 49. As you said, I mean, that's Tom Brady's Mona Lisa, that fourth quarter. That's probably, I think, from start to finish, the best 60 minutes of football I've seen in the in the Patriots era. I mean, Super Bowl 51 is great. And if you want to pick that, you know, go for it. I'm certainly not going to quabble with that. Uh, but Super Bowl 49... I just thought it was such a spectacular game. And again, what was riding on that game? Think about how differently we look at the Patriots if they lose that game. They hadn't won since Spygate. Uh, you know, three straight Super Bowl losses. Tom Brady's three and three, and you blow it again because your defense screws it up for Tom Brady in the end if 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 the Seahawks score there. Uh, it has to be Super Bowl forty nine. That's my one B. If I wasn't in yeah. the building for the, the comeback against Atlanta, that would be mine. So to me, it, this one is you can say favorite and most important. That's Seattle Super Bowl. Yeah. What I mean, a it's ball a, game. It's yep. a perspective-changing game. It really is. Like, you know, because we're talking about Brady being 3-3 three and three in Super yep. Bowls. If they lose that, it, it was, oh, God. And you have that crazy Jermaine curse catch in that building. It's like, this is happening, it's happening again. again. You've so, got to be kidding me. Yep. To me, it's also level of competition. It's like, mm-hmm. that Seattle team was they, a good oh, oh, team. Wagon. That wagon. was a good team. You know, defending champion, legit, you know, uh, legit I, I, they weren't quite an all-time team, but, you know. Stacked on both sides of the ball. Stacked yep. on both sides of the ball in their prime. They have you on the one. You know, all the things that you're talking about. So the reason I, I don't put Atlanta next is because I think, I don't know. I think Atlanta's a flash in the pan. Yep. Bozo kind of, they're just a Bozo team. I, they're the freaking Falcons. Where I think the Seahawks and Pete's a little bit of a Bozo, but, boy, that was a good team. That was a good team. They had you. You needed it, and you pulled it out. It wasn't just, and it wasn't just the end. Okay, which was spectacular. The whole game was great. Oh, it was right. a title fight. Oh, yeah. the, the best Super Heavyweight. Bowl I've ever watched. I agree. It, hands down. So back and forth, you know, uh, so it, it was physical. It was They scored points. They, you know, it, so it was just a, a great 60-minute night of football. That was, that was uh, you know, it has to be your favorite game. And Brady's fourth quarter? There, there's no, no other quarter he's played like that. I mean, as he, it's, it's his Mona Lisa. So honorable mention to me is the uh, Bruins game seven over Toronto. In 2013, mm-hmm. yeah. it's hard to beat that kind of night. But again, that wasn't a great game, you know, end-to-end game. It was one of the most unbelievable finishes you'll ever see. It didn't result in a title, so it's really hard to put it up there, and I wouldn't. But Game 7 against Tampa, Tampa. in 2011 is unbelievable. That's, that, that should be up there. No question what a game that was. The Game 7 against Vancouver, not as much. Right. 4 nothing. Uh, so the Game 7 against Tampa would absolutely deserve honorable mention. Uh Okay, so we're just going to start clicking our way through stuff like that as we go through best of stuff. And I just have so much stuff. I don't know where to begin. I actually do. I actually do. We played Beetle there. Beetle and his man, Titeo, shining moment. Uh, Big Jim Murray, what, what's he most? What do you say Big Jim Murray is most known for McCarthy in his years here on the show? I'd say, well, on this show or on another show? This show. This show. Huh. See, I, well, I was going to say it has to be the, uh, the the Bergeron moment down in Atlanta, but okay, not on see, this he's show. Not that doesn't cap didn't okay. help us out. I mean, no, it helped so many us g- out. I mean, but it, you know, in the, since he's been here, I'd say it's the voices. I'd say it's the oh, impersonations, easily. and you know, everyone has their favorite. David Price, of course. Hmm. Uh, but I think this one. I think most people were to call up and request Big Jim Murray and a voice. Oh, okay, I know what this is. I think it might be this one. I think it might be this one, and uh, featuring a, a certain episode up in Buffalo where certain things were falling from the stands. Here's Big yes. Jim Murray doing Jim Gray and Tom Brady. Tom, I understand that you took the kids and you got your Halloween costumes there in Macy's. What are you dressed up as tonight? 
Yeah, Jim, we picked up some great stuff at Macy's. So oh. I'm actually Bigfoot. That's that's what I that's what I chose to go as. So it's actually kind of a kind of a scary Halloween costume for the kids. I don't think they like it very much. Tom, Tom, it's time for our commercial. That we're going to try to make it as as simple sounding as possible. Tom. Tom, listen up. I know you went to Macy's. Hint, hint. Everybody listening out there in Radio Land, and you bought your Halloween costumes. Was that fun for you and the kids? Well, we went to Macy's. Tom, Tom. Listen up. What what did you go as? Could you please explain? Were you a werewolf? Hairy beast? <laughs> Sasquatch? <laughs> Tell me what you're wearing. What are you wearing, Tom? <laughs> it's like phone sex. <laughs> Tom, thinking about you. Tom, Tom, I understand that you, I don't care about your kids or Giselle. What were you wearing? Are you wearing those shoes I like? Would you like to trick and treat me, Tom? Julian Edelman was kind of surprised, I guess. Tackled on about the three-yard line, and out came an object, a, a sex object, a sex toy of some sort, thrown on the field that I guess was directed to you and your teammates. Uh, did you see it, and what did you make of that? I did see it. In fact, I think Gronk pointed it out to me. So he seemed to be um, you know, the first one to recognize it, so Shocker. he let the entire huddle know. Unfortunately, the ref kind of nudged it off the field there, so we were able to get back to play. Tom, someone threw what looked like a delicious-looking sex toy <laughs> on the field when Chris Hogan got tackled. A delicious, I would say, six-inch-looking sex toy. Just Tom. like a, a six-inch sub you could get at Subway. Subway, <laughs> now sponsoring this interview. Tom. <laughs> and what did you think of that, Tom, when someone threw that delicious... Delicious-looking sex toy on the field in Buffalo. You know, I, I was—I know what I was thinking when I saw it. A, a glistening, beautiful body being tanned in Italy. Your body, Tom. Uh, Tom, yeah. what are you wearing, Tom? <laughs> are you wearing any panties? Oh. Tom, 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 Tom. Tom, did you Tom. see it? Tom, 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 Tom. <laughs> Did you see it? I know I saw it. Tom. <laughs> Looks like something from my collection that I use every night. Okay, easy. Tom. Again, <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, we're back live. In case you wonder, Mass gets in there and you know sort of out creeps the creepiness, yeah, right? <laughs> it's even a little more shocker. Creepy. Again, this hour commercial free of our 10th anniversary special is brought to you by Milton's The Store for Men. The buy one, get one free suit sale is on now. Imagine buying one suit and getting another absolutely free suit from $2.99 to $5.99. Milton's The Store for Men, South Shore Plaza, Braintree, Chestnut Hill Square, Chestnut Hill, and at Milton's.com. Again, right here, we're just going to go around the horn to sort of all the big contributors to the show and some of their shining moments. Beetle and the man Titeo, Murray and one of his... Voices, and we'll play more throughout the course of the day because they're all pretty much spot on. I mentioned executive producer Billy Lanny. I'm sorry, executive producer Jimmy Stewart and director of communications Billy Lanny back there. We'll play some highlights from them. Jimmy Stewart, remember, were you here, Murray, when the Olympics were about to come to Boston? Um, it was right before I came, but I remember hearing this, and then you guys kept replaying it, and rightfully so. There were two things I remember just strikingly from the, the Olympics, the Summer Olympics about to come to Boston. And we talked about it for like a year. It was like a big debate in the city for about a year. Uh, Maz, you know, one day when we decided to talk about it, says, well, where are they going to put the ski hill? Where are they going to do the toboggan? And we looked at him and said, where are they going to put the toboggan? Right, it's the Summer Olympics. It's the Summer Olympics, man. <laughs> he was, the whole time he thought they were going to do the Winter Olympics, not the Summer Olympics. <laughs> so he was a little bit behind the conversation. Yeah. Remember that? And then Jimmy Stewart was really against it. Well, Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart was really, really against it. And this is following that ridiculous... Or we, you guys were in the middle of that horrific winter where you're just getting dumped mm -hmm. on of a snowstorm after snowstorm. And I think this is what had Jimmy so hot at, at the time, if I recall. Jimmy Stewart. And at the time, I was taking the train, so I was right. walking through feet and feet of snow to get into the building. So the frustration came through during this rant. Baz doesn't know if, the, if Boston's up for the Summer or Winter Olympics, but he knows crap like this, and this is why. I'm a homeowner. This is what he spends his time on. Yeah, I work around the house. Okay. Hey, that MBTA's working just great through this, isn't it? <laughs> now I've been happy lately. By the way, all rail service on the MBTA has been uh, suspended What does for this tomorrow? have to do with the Summer Olympics? That just speaks to dysfunction within the No, it the doesn't. MBTA. It has something to do with the city not being built for five feet of snow. If we're going to get five feet of snow... Mike, how it, do you get to the Olympics? There are these strange... 
But, but how do you get there? Jimmy, not through five feet of snow. You can't wow. get there without rail service. You'll have rail service. Jimmy takes the team. You'll have rail service in July. I don't understand you. The rail service is kaput because of the snow. Come on. Right, with this volume of people. There's no people out there. It's the snow. It's the people. I mean, because they're they're telling you it can't be used. Because of the snow, Jimmy. Right. They're telling you that they can't handle a disaster. The Olympics are going to be a disaster. <laughs> no, that's not what they mean by that. So that's, that's like a metaphorical thing. We, we so struck a up. nerve. Been crying Boy, did we ever. Thinking about the world as it is. Disaster. <laughs> no, that's, that's not, not what not they mean by that. Come on, peace, play. Hey, yes, it's the peace time. So that's Jimmy Stewart on the Olympics. That was uh, one of his finer moments. We all know what Billy Lanny's known for. Oh, it's oh. my favorite of all time. It, it is still <laughs> the best take in the history of 98.5 The Sport. Uh, I, I checked that. The hottest take in the history of 98.5 The Sports Hub. It just might be because you got to put yourself in the time and place. And what we're talking about, obviously, is the Manny Ramirez incident when he pushed down Jack McCormick, the venerable old <laughs> traveling secretary for the team, because Jack McCormick, with like 90 seconds left before the game, was asked by Manny to get eight tickets and he couldn't get the tickets. And Manny pushed him down. It just, you know, this sweet old guy in his 60s or maybe even 70s, old. Old fella, uh, what year was what year did that incident happen? Happened in two thousand eight, right before they traded him. Okay, so it was right before we came on the air, but it was still a topic on the air. And Billy Lanny comes in and says, "Well, he would basically he was with Manny in this situation." So Billy explained himself. I just want to get a, a, another take on the Manny thing because uh, we got it yesterday, and I thought it was articulated so beautifully that I just want you to hear it. Because it does come from the voice of the people. Billy Lanny, our director of communications. Gentlemen, how you doing? Hi, Billy. <laughs> Medford, born and raised. I'm uh, Malden. 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 Same thing. That's what I meant. Close enough. Uh, absolutely Just close enough. Classy. Are you kidding me? Uh, born and bred. Not wearing jorts, but so wants to. These are so far from jorts, it's not even funny. Okay, so... Well, Yesterday, when we asked you about this, what was your take on Man- what was your take on the Jack McCormick situation when he pushed down the traveling secretary over the tickets? Ah, uh, he deserved what he got. <laughs> he being who? Jack McCormick. Really? Uh, he did absolutely because his job is to get tickets for people, and when you have the greatest right-handed hitter on your team, you get what he wants. You get him what he wants. If he asks day of, I need seventeen tickets. Get it? What are you getting paid for, McCormick? Do your job. <laughs> it's Manny Ramirez. How many times has Manny Ramirez walked through doors? Not often. Get him his tickets. <laughs> you have the best right-handed hitter. Keep him happy. If he needs 15 tickets, you get him. Even if the game's in 10 minutes, you steal him. I don't care. But, Billy. Yes. McCormick is not a young guy. I mean, what if that was like your father? My father would have gotten him his tickets. <laughs> My father would have done his job. My father is a hard worker. And if somebody asks him to do something, he does it because he's getting paid to do it. He was a hard worker. A wicked hard worker. <laughs> All right? Your job is to get tickets for the best hitter. You get them. You don't even hesitate. I don't care. That's brilliant. <laughs> William, thank you. Oh, hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> <guys. laughs> There's people who feel that way. Oh, there Billy, are people God bless you. Who feel that way. Has to be among the best 90 yeah. seconds ever. Oh, my without God. question. <laughs> uh, I think I've heard that. 50 times, oh, it's yeah. funnier every time. But again, what I meant to say before, I didn't finish it, is that at the time, people were all hot and bothered oh, yeah. about Manny. Like, how, <gasps> how, like, do how you, dare you? How yeah. dare you put your hands on that man? How yeah. You don't abuse a senior citizen because he, you demand seven? You know, everyone was appalled and just like, and Billy's like, nope, you get that man his tickets. <laughs> oh, that was tremendous. Okay. Uh, and so again, just going around the horn of people who have contributed to the show, someone we can't leave out who's been instrumental and been such a big part of the show, who's not even on the show, is Rob Hardy Poole. Hardy, in the midday, does production for us. And does he is the man responsible for Squeaky Maz and Mad Mike. He's a man responsible for the Fuppets. And uh, he's been doing that for, God, I wish I could tell you how long, six, seven years, a, a while. He didn't do it right at the beginning, but at some point there... Early on, he took on some of those production responsibilities, and uh, he just does such great work for us and puts in such hard work for us, and it's uh, it's kind of selfless because he's not on the show to sit there and take a bow for it. He's sort of like, 
he he doesn't goes for home the and greater good right really and, and we get the laughs for it so you know uh, as always thanks to hardy for all his hard work over the years and putting that together and all that most of that funny production stuff and murray obviously does a lot too but uh that mad mike and uh, squeaky maz and the fuppets and all that stuff is hardy so we want to thank hardy again for all his work over the years and play some fuppets throughout the course of the day so there's been so many good ones, it's hard to pick out the four or five best. We, we did our best. We tried. Since Maz isn't here, we'll make fun of him. He went out one year. Remember a couple of years ago, the was it a, was it a the solar, solar eclipse? eclipse. eclipse. Yeah, yeah. solar eclipse where there was a complete solar eclipse for the first time in whatever, 150, whatever it is. You know, like that big historic solar eclipse where you could actually go to a part of the country and it would be totally blacked out. It would be black in the middle of the day because they would have what they called it the path of totality. Correct. Right? Yes. The path of totality. So just because Maz is Maz, somehow during the total solar eclipse, he ended up in the path of totality. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So if you're watching on NBC Sports Boston, you'll get the fuppets. It also works uh, audio-wise here on the radio. Here's Math visiting the path of totality. Okay, it's about T minus three minutes now. T minus three minutes. You can cut the suspense with a knife here in Wyoming. It is unbelievable. Hey, it's Maz. Again, just let me know. We have contact. The moon has eclipsed the sun at least in part. Again, we have contact. We have totality. We have it. We have it here in Wyoming. The sun is gone. You can see it, but I can't. Oh, my God. At the moment of totality, I felt a complete oneness, a solidarity, a unity with the universe. That was like a that's like a Scorsese production. No, that, that was again big time production there by Hardy. Thanks again for all his help over the years. All right, let's go back to some of the decade stuff here with sports in town. Uh, and uh, here's the next question. All right, sneaky big game you're always going to remember. Like when I ask you your favorite game, the most important game, we all talk about those Super Bowls and those big games. Give me something a little closer to under the radar, which normally wouldn't end up on a top 10 list or a, a highlight reel, but one you remember, sneaky big game, any of the teams that you're going to remember over the last decade since we've been on the air. I'll give you one because at the time, well, to me it was big, and you're going to be like, what, where are you coming with this? Uh, it was a night I decided to uh, yell at a peop- uh, an apartment full of people uh, down in Atlanta. It's over. I don't think the Patriots are clutch anymore. I don't think they can win big games like this anymore. They're devoid of clutch. I don't know what I'm looking at anymore. It was a Sunday night Patriots loss in 2012 at home to the San Francisco 49ers, who were clearly the best team in that conference that year. I remember that. They come in. Colin Kaepernick is being talked about as the best new quarterback in the league. Brady is garbage for three quarters. They're down big. They scored like 20-some-odd points in the fourth quarter, tie it, and it's like, okay, all my worries have been uh, have gone away here after that awful loss to the Giants of the Super Bowl the year before. And then... The 49ers go right down through them like a hot like a, a hot knife through butter. It was uh, Kaepernick to Crabtree. They end up losing the game. And, you know, they had a few more games to wrap up the season because, again, that was in December. It just – when they got to that AFC Championship game against the Ravens, I wasn't all that surprised. It just felt to me like that was one that was like – I don't know so what So when I ask you for this, a sneaky big game, you're always going to remember you go to a loss. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know because – God at, bless you. Mike, at the time, I felt like this is it. Like, this is why going into 2014 – I was like, I just, I don't know. Like, I don't know if they can do it anymore. I know they have the talent. I know they have Brady, but Brady was declining. It was okay to say at the time because it kind of felt that way. And in 2012 against the best competition at home. And I remember it was a few nights after the the horrors of uh, Sandy Hook. And so, you know, just I think that, I don't know, sometimes that pumps a team up. You know, it's like, you know, the Red Sox and David Ortiz and RF and City in that year. And like that, those kind of things can, can sometimes like raise a community and raise a team. And I thought that that was also going to like factor in a little bit that night or at least help to get people's minds off of that horrific, horrific thing. And the Patriots lose a game like that on Sunday Night Football to the 49ers. I just remember thinking, like, it's over. Like, it's over, and I think the window might be closed, and this sucks because they're no longer clutch. I don't, I don't recognize the Patriots and Tom Brady anymore. That night, oh, it was awful. McCarthy? Uh, take your pick from 2015 Patriots regular season, either the Philadelphia loss or the Miami loss, the Steven Jackson game. Oh, if, they, if they win one of those games... They play the AFC Championship game at home against Denver. They win that game because it's not mile high, and they go on to win the Super Bowl that year over Carolina. It, I will never, ever forgive 
the Patriots for for that approach in that Miami game. Uh, the Steven Jackson game, like, what the hell are you doing? It's almost like they didn't even try, didn't even care. They didn't value the home field. Ultimately, home field cost them another Super Bowl. They should have won that game in Denver, well, had it been played in Foxborough, and they should have won the Super Bowl that year. Wow, you guys are so negative. You go to losses. That's unbelievable. I go to wins. And this, again, it's, I'm asking you personally your favorite. So this is, I know it's not important to you, but it was important to me. And that is in 2010, the Patriots in the regular season had a couple wins early in the season that they won without Randy Moss. And it was after the Randy Moss trade. And I had a big take bet out there. I was take committed to the, they were better without Randy Moss. Because again, go back in time, like mm-hmm. the McCormick thing. Uh, when they trade Randy Moss, everyone says, well, what? How do you possibly do that? They're going to get worse. You can't get better without Randy Moss. It's stupid to think you'll be better without Randy Moss. And I said, just the opposite, folks. You'll be a better team without Randy Moss. So I was actually, you know, I was... You're take committed. I was take committed. I was down with the Patriots that year because their success aligned with my take. And that's what we root for as much as anything. Uh, You know, the older you get is you just want to be right every once in a while. And Lord knows I need my victories when I can take them. So... I remember the first game without Randy Moss. Remember the home game against the Baltimore Ravens? Yeah. yeah. They're down uh, either 7 or 10 points late. They're down 10 points. They're down 10 points in the fourth quarter at home to the Ravens. Randy Moss is gone. They've scored only 10 points. It's 20 to 10, and you're saying, oh, could have used Randy. You know, I was waiting the next day. (laughs) (laughs) And they staged this comeback. Branch is right in the middle of it. Deion Branch, my guy, one of my favorite Patriots of all time. So they go from Moss to Deion Branch. I said, you'd be better for it. He scores with about 10 minutes left to tie the game. They win in overtime, and that sort of set them on their way that season. Now, Murray hated that season. He hated that year. He hated the way it ended. But they also won, I, I think you'll remember, you mentioned the Cleveland loss that year. Yep. Mm-hmm. Next Pittsburgh. week, they're at Pittsburgh on Sunday night. Everyone says, oh, look out. Oh, they killed them. Oh, they killed them. Boy, Brady embarrassed Palomalu like I've never seen a player embarrass an elite player like that. Yeah, four or five touchdowns. Oh, I, I, I thought I wrote the score. They either had like 39 or 43 points. It yeah. was something. It was, yeah, they yeah, blew was, them out. They completely blew them out. They absolutely poleaxed them. And again, they did it without, um, you know, Randy Moss. They did it with Deion Branch. And those were just, it was 39 to 20. They put 39 on the board. And I said, well, can they be better without Randy Moss? Yeah, that sort of proved it at the end. So those were, like, those are my sneaky sort of favorite games that, uh, not pe- many people are going to remember, but were important to me, and so I just thought I'd mention. Here's an honorable mention, and that is a March game in t- uh, a March Bruins game in 2011. This was the Stanley Cup year, where uh, Max Pacioretty is flying down the left wing. <laughs> oh yes, and Zidane Chara puts him into that middle stanchion, and the people of Montreal. Do you remember this fall? Oh yeah. Do you remember this? Where the it became like a national crisis. There were fans up there calling 911. Literally. Calling the cops, asking for Zidane Char to be arrested, right. and they were actually the prosecutors up there were kicking it around. Were considering going and arresting Zidane Char the next time he crossed into Canada, and it was a, that was a real thing <laughs> up there in Canada because he checked him into that middle stanchion, which led to this is back in the days when I would you know fight for the home team every now and then, maybe the Bruins anyway, and we did a simulcast with the folks up in Montreal. And uh, this was a long time. This was 2011, in March of 2011, before the Bruins won the Cup. But it was that Cup season. And we decided to do a simulcast with the folks up in Montreal. And I, I, I just despise the Canadians. I despise their fans. I despise the entire apparatus around the Montreal Canadiens because I think they are just... Well, they just act so above it all. They're just bad sports people. I don't know if they're bad people people. Maybe they are. Maybe they're not. But they're bad sports people. That I'll say. They're bad sports people. The worst. The absolute worst in North America. Rats, okay, up there, sports rats. Uh, and so we do the simulcast with uh, Montreal, and it didn't go so hot. I don't know if you've ever heard this before, Murray, but um, it got a little heated, and so we'll just play the uh, first cut. The uh, Well, they, they actually put us in timeout at one point. Where were your talk shows? Where was Louis Dion? Where were your fans clogging 911 lines asking for an arrest when it was your player? This is what I'm telling you. It is over-the-top embarrassing Yahooism on the part of you, the media, your fans, and that prosecutor. It is embarrassing. That's pathetic. That is just a pathetic And not nearly nearly as embarrassing as what the league is doing right now. And uh, let's, why don't we open it up, guys? We'll take a break. Something like fans yahoos, eh? That's that's not over-the-top. Well, no, 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 no. but what's calling a 911 number to arrest an opposing player other than Yahooism? It is the definition you ever hear of frustration, of fellas. You ever hear of anger and bitterness? Well, then, but then right, call the league. Call, call the league. Out, guys. Call We're a sports to... talk radio show. <laughs> what are you calling the cops?
nuts? Are you nuts? Time out. Time out in Boston. Time out in Montreal. We're both going to take a break. I'm really shocked there's no respect to the NHL. When this guy's calling us nuts on the air, I'm really shocked that there's no respect between players when they can't be respected. Yahoo's. I didn't say nuts. I said Yahoo's. It's 4.15. Let's get traffic here and help you get a berry. Tone it down, and guys, we'll be right back. (laughs) Even then, they still can't help but be kind and Canadian. I know. Up in Canada, they just aren't. They were just just put them in time out. Put them in time out. (laughs) And then they hung up on us. Uh, So just play that second bit. To arrest them? To have your fans call the cops? Was he arrested? I must have missed that. It's an an investigation. Listen, don't get hung up on that. Hey, Barry. What we need need to get hung up on, guys, this is not about blue, blanc, rouge. It isn't about black and yellow. (laughs) Yes, it is. It's about an act. It's about about a league that is not taking the proper action, and uh, and it's turning us off the game, guys. And as fans in both cities, we ought to be more proactive on this and send a clear message to the league to get your act together. Do you understand how hypocritical you are? You did not have this show December 27th when Max Pacioretty boarded I'm having Mark it now. Eaton because it's a Bruin and you're a Yahoo. You're The fans up there just, are yeah, I'm a Yahoo. You know what? That's, That's it. why hey, you're Matt, doing it. Cut them off because we can't reason with people. We can't have an intelligent conversation <laughs> about is. this. Because you got a name calling. There it is. Because it goes to name calling. Well, that's too bad because there's an awful lot at stake here. Can you guys still hear The game hear us? we love. <laughs> My favorite part, the mass at the end. Can you guys still hear Because us? there's an awful lot at stake here. Can you guys still the hear The game us? we love. <laughs> mass ever the peacemaker. <laughs> nope, they shut us down. The fans I up there just, uh, yeah, are I'm a Yahoo. You know what? That's, that's it. why hey, you're Matt, doing it. Cut them off. You're going to name call, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Yahoo. Yeah. The, this is nuts and you're a Yahoo. That's name calling, eh? That's ridiculous. They actually were calling 911. They, they, they absolutely idiots. were. They were. So anyway, old school of Felger Maz listener, you remember that one. Uh, once again, want to thank our friends at Milton for sponsoring this hour. Milton's is a store for men. Buy one, get one free uh, suit sale is going on right now. Imagine buying one suit and getting another absolutely free suits from two ninety nine to five ninety nine. Milton's is a store for men. South Shore Plaza, Braintree, Chestnut Hill Square, Chestnut Hill. And at Milton's.com. Uh, Felger and Maz, over the last 10 years, uh, in eight minutes, courtesy of Jimmy Stewart, you don't want to miss this. We'll give it to you right now. And when we come back off the top of the hour, I will ask these guys and we continue with our questions from the last 10 years. Your favorite and least favorite non-sports, and when I mean non-sports, I mean non-game-related story. Favorite and least favorite non-game-related story of the last 10 years. And is the answer the exact same? <laughs> that comes your way. Again, no commercials here for the next two-plus hours. Go nowhere. Glorified version of a pelican. We're going to show them who we are. No, I'm ready to kiss his rings. We're going to show them what we got. We're building a bully. Luck. Wilson. Luck. Wilson. I think that's dumb. I'm taking Wilson. Brady. 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 Belichick. Brady. Belichick. Brady. Uh, what Belichick did was wrong. Belichick. Belichick. Everybody's smiling. Sunshine day. <sighs> no, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. <laughs> Your bad business is okay, but mine's not. Less bad. Okay. If you don't know the guy's number, he doesn't belong up there. Middleton 16. Middleton belongs up there. Is David Krejci going to go up there? Because he, he won his ass a Stanley Cup. It's not apples to apples. He won this team a Stanley Cup. Krejci was a center. He's a passer. He's had a lot of his points were assists. Neely's points were goals. It's different. When's the uh, trade deadline this year? Uh, 27th. My question is why you all felt the need to rely on him so heavily through March. I mean, if he plays tonight, Cam, it's 17 of 18 games that he's played. Doesn't, doesn't that feel like too much to you? Tell me how we could have done anything differently. Well, you know... (laughs) Walk me through it. Love to hear it. Out of nowhere, I think, Maz asked you, had you closed the door on Dennis Seidenberg? Yeah, he came right out of left field. Did you text him that or something, Mike? Someone must have. (laughs) Wait a minute. Maz is is not that smart. What is that supposed to mean? (laughs) Right. What are you saying? I'm not capable of coming up with that question on my own? Well, it was hockey related. Cam, you pissed off? Yeah, I am. I am. The questions sometimes are, are aggravating because it's more about stirring the pot than really finding out information. This is the year. Oh, They're going to win the cup. Oh, God. Get the duck boats ready. The Bruins are 2011 Stanley Cup champions. Suck it, Felger. I guess we're not that bad after all, huh? Well, we won the Stanley Cup. What's up, Dorito Dinks? Falcon and Maserati are the two. You guys suck. 
Tommy, and uh, also with you, Mays. Murray, you suck. Go back to Atlanta with your T-shirt. Juan Carlos Danda, uh, Priscilla, Carl Irving, Kedoberman, Kedoberman, because what Kedoberman did. Anton Hubota tonight. They still got Kubelin on the team. Is he going to be their backup? Uh, quickly, about Dan Pease. The thing with Grankowski is to keep Galapolo, Kumawana Nui, Mike Avile, Mike Matheson, Jake Abelsbury, Jerry Veritek. I want to talk about Saltimacchia. 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 And Saltimacchia. What is it? You you got to get Saltimacchia. Saltimacchia. I don't like Moshman. I don't understand Moshman. I don't even know why he's on the team. Eric Gagney, the Matsuzaka was going to be another Pedro or Clemens Lucino. Gaccia Pera. As Joe Castiglione said, Wilson, quick throw. And it's It's called Halo. We had a beautiful rub on on one side. The play was called Halo. (laughs) Yo, guys, Hulk Hogan here. And I've got one question for the Sports Hub listeners out there. What you gonna do when Felger and Maz run wild on you, brother? What you gonna do? I just came here to help your ratings. <laughs> Actually, I guess you don't need any help, right? Your ratings no, we're are pretty good. good. We're pretty good. This nonsense about trading Stevens for like a yes. second round pick or yes. something. I mean, yep. it's, it's actually literally top 1,000 remarks I've ever heard in my life. That's the stupidest. John Lister, Josh Beck, Beckett, Karen Garnett's comments. Tell me what seals do that are, that are worthwhile. What do you do that's worthwhile? This is called throttle steering. Maybe you should Google it. And use my code, Beetle, to get in it. That's B-E-T-L-E. <laughs> Excuse me. And if Calgary's going to pay him $7, 8000000 million a year? <gasps> what, Murray? What? According to Drager, Johnny Gaudreau is a Bruin. Quarterback Drew B. According to Ben Volan of the Boston Globe, Patriots have traded uh, tight end Michael Humanawanawi. Yeah! Yeah, mother... Yeah! Ah, take that, Rhymer, you bum. Holy, oh, I want to swear so bad. Let's play a game called, uh, I'm Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's put away all the cutesy, finesse, pansy Now, again, this is the nutty world of the NBA, where I got to I have to drop that. My On the 18th tee at the U.S. Open, don't hit it off the Jimmy, is there a fan out there who's scratching their head over their apparel investments? I don't think so. What the f- What the hell? <laughs> Kurt Schilling. So when John Henry says that neither he, Tom Warner, nor Larry Lucchino were responsible for those details on Terry Francona, do you believe him? What? So you guys have somebody there with time tape delay or the ability to, to censor me here? Yes. Yeah, uh, well, uh, I, I think uh, he's full of Okay. Uh, Angelo and Methuen. Hi, Angelo. You have another one that don't like Bogart, huh? None of the bug. Paul in Idaho. Go ahead, Paul. Yeah, Mike. I'm in Boise, Idaho, and I got to tell you, who gives a Nine-game road trip. Murray, do you know what their record was on that trip? Mm, so six again, and four? They're going to score 90 points the next two weeks combined. I don't know if it's going to be 30 and 50. Missed seven games. They were four and five. You're an average athlete. They're telling you that they can't handle a disaster. The Olympics are going to be a disaster. <laughs> Here comes my Jack! <laughs> He's going to be the next Montana. Krug is Bobby Orr. Look, if they play like that, the rest of the way, they're going to the Super Bowl. Hey, Felder! How's the time now? I don't know, Mike. I, 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 I don't know. Jets are just for trolling purposes, and you know it. If you were a follower of the Patriots and you would not trade Tom Brady for Andrew Luck, you're beyond dumb. I've picked Baltimore. I mean, I'm just searching for reasons to back it up. E, I mean, you mentioned Sony Michelle. He sucks. He blows. That guy's awful. The Red Sox have won 100 games, Matt. Should we care? Yeah, not really. <laughs> Fire Belichick, trade Brady. The the um, where do you think people? I blanked. Go. <laughs> Jermichael Finley in. Michael Felger out. Cousins in. Tony Mez out. I'm out. What you really want to do is make the booty talk. And there was some other absolute sack of doorknobs in there that I don't remember. We're gonna walk with Elias. Hell in a cell. I hate wasting time like that. God, go live in Finland. Oh, I'm gonna lose it. See sucking computers that. How are we gonna beat Seattle, Mike? This run with Brady is O V A H. Like, woo 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 Gooch yourself. They got PV. Quick word about Clay Buckholtz. Well, I, I was gonna say Pedro. Oh my God, I'd rather stick needles in my eyes. Uh, Adam Butler. There's no reason why they should have signed Martinez. They didn't need him, Mike. Connor McDermott. If you have a Sherlander in a Verzer, Jameel Douglas, Nicholas uh, Haljamarson, Jimmy Garoppolo, ponderous, stupid, <laughs> dumb. S-T-O-O-P-I-D. Stu. 
pig. Megalodon. I want size. That's what I want. I want size there. It is a moist sausage across the face. I believe it's uh, eight years and running of the old wet sausage. Give me the D. I don't know. Google it, Maz. I was just Googling this on, on um, Google. Giannis Antetokounmpo. 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 I like Antetokounmpo. If you don't like Mike, text Mike. Don't text me. Well, oh, <laughs> bad, 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 bad. You better believe it. That is suck, 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 suck. Seven sucks. Seven suck bag teams. You are annoying. You won't stop talking. I talk, you talk. I talk, you talk. It's a gender-free Friday. This is why I think the big issue with the team is there's too many young guys. Zebra, double wing left, Y counter motion.